JD Talking Sports. It is Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. I just saw that Cam Newton went for a run this morning, and I am not even close. And heavier than I need to be. That's all I'm going to say. I'm bulky, fat bulky. So Pat's guaranteed form of repeat just 550000 on 1.05 base salary. Can earn up to $7.5 million in bonuses. So that works out. And, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, it's just like the freaking flu. But Nick Cordero, that actor, will need, likely need a double lung transplant to live the life he would want. His wife, Amanda Klutz, told Gail King. I hope that's not the case. We'll, get, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I really, I really hope not. And Maya Moore set out, set out the whole freaking season. Helped overturn conviction. Jonathan Irons, who was convicted of burglary and assault in 1998 and sentenced to 50 years in prison, which officially released from the Jefferson City Correction Center on Wednesday, according to Kurt Streeter of the New York Times. Maya Moore put her basketball career on hold to, in part to help Irons overturn his conviction. The four-time champion and former Rookie of the Year and MVP stunned the basketball world when she sat out the 2019 season. Moore had met Irons while doing prison ministry in 2007 and formed a friendship with him. Her efforts to help Irons culminated in Missouri Judge Daniel Green throwing out Irons' conviction in March, citing issues with both the investigation that led to the charges and the case prosecution, prosecution made against Irons, calling it very weak and circumstantial at bets. Green specifically pointed out fingerprint evidence that was not turned over to Irons' defense team, which his lawyer said would have supported, supported the contention that someone else had committed the crime. Until Maya Moore got involved, Irons just, just really didn't have the resources to either hire counsel or hire investigators. Irons' attorney, Kent Gibson, told Kitty Burns of ESPNW, it's, it's big to sacrifice your career, career in your prime to do that. After a series of failed appeals by Missouri's Attorney General Eric Schmidt, St. Charles uh, County lead prosecutor Tim Lomar was given the decision to retry the case. He declined freeing Irons. Irons, then 16, was convicted of breaking into the house of Stanley Stotler, then 38, and shooting him. Stotler picked out two men, two black men in a lineup weeks after he had been shot, one of them Irons, and later identified him in court. But per Streeter, there was no corroborating witness to the crime, nor were there any fingerprints, DNA, or blood evidence implicating Irons prevented, presented in court. Prosecutors also claim Irons had confessed to the crime to a police officer during questioning, though Irons denied the story. As Streeter reported, the officer who interrogated him did so alone and did not make a video or order record okay, of the conversation, which seems a little shady in my book. As for his interview notes, the officer said he had thrown them away. Really? You threw away your notes? Irons, 40, served 22 years of his 50-year sentence. He's going to sue for that shit. It's unclear if Moore, who has also chosen to skip the 2020 season, will ever return to the court, but it's clear that she's found purpose in criminal justice reform. God said, mankind, God has given you one thing to do, she told Barnes. Seek justice, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's what I've been trying to do. Wow. Wow. That's pretty fucking impressive. That's... Guy served 22 years. He's going to definitely sue. Only guy in there. No audio, no video, and he threw away his notes. The, the, the cop. That's not, good. That's not a good officer, in my opinion. Why would he throw all that shit out? 16 at the time, picked him out of a lineup. Fucking disgusting. And he couldn't do anything. My more comes to, comes to his defense. Bam, everything gets taken care of. That, to me, is pretty freaking awesome. And Matt Barnes said about the inequalities, you know, black coaches face. Of course, they get one and done usually. How they are still, how there's still a lot of racism. Every sports league. They all are. It's a white boys league. Are you fucking kidding me? Has anything changed? No. Not even close. Now, I talked yesterday about Bobby Benita. 
a guy I went to school with, Mike Quinn, said that there were other Mets that had defer, deferred money deals. Daryl Strawberry's 1985 contract, in which the Mets deferred 40% of his 1990 salary, $1.8 million team option, of the 1999 1.18 well, 700,000 at a 5.1% interest rate. The deal which would pays out 1.64 million from 2004 to 2033 was obtained through a life insurance company. And it ends up that an anonymous buyer purchased the deferred salary of Strawberry because he owed the IRS money. The IRS actually sold sold it the money at auction in order to cover Strawberry's unpaid taxes. The buyer who paid 1.3 million will receive 8 over $8,800 every month for the Mets for for over 18 years, a total of nearly $2 million. Unbelievable. The government sued Strawberry in 2007 for $500,000 he owned and ba- owed in back taxes from 1989, 90, 2003, and 2004. Strawberry's ex-wife, Sharice, also sued for a portion of the deferred money when she filed for bankruptcy. Dan Ravel reports, but the IRS ruled the funds were owed to the government. They also are paying Brett Saberhagen, who is also represented by Dennis Gilbert, $250,000 per year through 2029. And the Diamondbacks we actually paid Bernard Gilkey, who retired in 2001, and his last payment was in 2017 because Gilkey signed a four-year contract with the Mets from 1997 to 2000. The deal deferred $2.5 million from his 1999 salary and $2.5 million from his 2000 salary, which turned into a $9 million annuity. But the Diamondbacks took on the contract in August 1998. And then Gilbert sat, has sat down in 2017 with ESPN for a digital series on 538 called Contracts. And he said that Bonilla actually had a, another deferred deal with the Mets that makes another $12.5 million. It was part of the first deal with the team that ran from 92 to 96. The $29 million deal made Bonilla the highest salaried player in baseball at the time. Part of the deal was to defer some money, which resulted in Bonilla getting $500,000 a year from 2004 to 2023. The Mets shipped Benia to the Orioles for the last season and a half, so they split the fare with... So, Dennis Gilbert set him up for life. For life. And then I was reading about the... I mean, that's just... Listen, guys finish playing, they blow a lot of money, and there's always nice to like... Look, uh, I talked about Iverson's getting like 50, 50, 60 million dollars from... from Reebok. It's good to give the guys later in life. It's like hitting the lottery again. And it's money every year. It's income every year. So the, this is the thing. If the Bullets can change, if the Bullets can become the Wizards, how come the Redskins, which originally could go back to the original name and become the Baltimore Bra- Washington Braves, which they were the Boston Braves in 1932 and moved to D.C. five years later, they could become the Washington Warriors, and they had a spear on their helmet. I, I, I don't know, Washington Warriors? Isn't it the Golden State Warriors? Can we come with a new fucking name? They said Adweek reported... Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo each received letters signed by 87 investment firms and shareholders worth a combined $622 billion to sever ties with the Redskins unless they change their controversial name. You think that's going to happen? No. There's been more pressure in recent weeks to change their name given the social climate following the death of George Floyd in Minnesota. You know, listen, they put George Preston Marshall in the Ring of Fame, which they just took him out. He was the last owner to integrate his roster and only did so under pressure from the government to avoid losing a 30-year lease on federal land. Native American leaders want owner Dan Snyder to change the name, which the franchise has used since 1933. They tried to win a court. Efforts failed. They protested. Court, all that crap. Uh, Now, investors are appealing to the sponsors, something that one former Redskins high-ranking employee called different. 
That week listed six investment groups in particular. First Peoples Worldwide, Onida National Trust Enrollment Committee, Trillium Asset Management, LLC, Boston Trust, Walden Mercy Investment Services, and First Affirmative Financial Network. The group appealed to PepsiCo after it had dropped the Aunt Jemima image from its syrup. In a letter, they promised Nike for its associate, for, for association, praised Nike for association with Colin Kaepernick, but noted, however, Nike continues to provide uniforms and equipment to the Washington, D.C. and a football team which bears a logo and name. None of the sponsors had any comment. FedEx, which has naming rights to the stadium, deferred to the Redskins for any comment. The team declined to comment last night. I was telling one source said that none of the sponsors have come out in support of keeping the name. Carla Frederick, who is the director of First Peoples Worldwide and director of the University of Colorado Law School's American Indian Law Clinic, told Adweek that this is a broader movement now that's happening that indigenous people are part of. Will anything happen? Listen, if there's a time that it could happen, this is the time. So, meanwhile, the Washington Post reported that Eleanor Holmes Norton Democrat district's non-voting delegate to the House of Representatives made it clear what needed to happen if the Redskins wanted to return to the district. It's a stance she has taken in the past, but it serves as a potential roadblock for the franchise if it wants to move back to the district when at least when it's least in the land of FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland is up after the 2020 season. Washington is looking at sites in the district, Maryland, Virginia. They made it clear that they'd like the franchise to return to the city where they play where they played into leaving RFK after the 1996 season. The federal government owns the land, but last year, Norton introduced a bill that called for it to be sold to the city at a fair market value. According to the Post, there's a shared responsibility to decide how to then develop the 190-acre property. The RFK Memorial Stadium Campus Conveyance Act, the mayor, D.C. Council, and residents would share in the decision-making. Okay. I call on... Norton called. I call on Dr. Sutter once again to face that reality since he does not desperate, he does still desperately want to be in the nation's capital. Yeah, because it's good for business. And the name does piss off a lot of people. He's been adamant he won't change the name. He once told ESPN that the name really means honor, respect. We sing hail to the Redskins. We don't say hurt anybody. We say hail to the Redskins. Braves on the warpath, fight for old. Braves on the warpath, fight for old DC. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No. Not good stuff. Need to get rid of this shit. Nothing good's coming of it. I'm sorry. Nothing. Time to make a change. Yeah, big change. Yeah, it's it's not working anymore. Bobby Beanie a day. Ben Simmons, good for restart. Tremendous amount of work is good to go. Put him in a lot of work. All Celtics ready for the restart. None have tested positive. No players have opted of because they're all they could win a championship. So why not? Dame is bringing his recording studio, which is you know God forbid he can't rap while he's you know when he's off, and Lou Williams will be with the team when the season restarts. Good for him. And CP, this is interesting. So Chris Paul is producing a doc on historically black universities, colleges, universities face in recruiting high school prospects. Struggles. Struggles in, in recruiting high school prospects. That, to me, sounds like a very interesting documentary. One I very, I'm interested in CNN. And the Greek Freak says the NBA title is going to be the toughest championship you could ever win. making so for the guys who made a, uh, a tenth of what they were making and busted the rass all season and played and dealt with prejudice and all that stuff throughout their career but this is the toughest because you know they had to deal with this every single day where they weren't accepted where they sleep in separate hotel rooms where they dealt with 
prejudice, and discrimination, lynchings and all that, but this is the toughest season. I think the guys need to do a history lesson and look back that NBA didn't start now. Jared Smith signs with the Lakers. Some some Reddit user, user, user Iron Whippet, found 96 pairs of original Jordans, Pippins, Payton's Rodman's when he helped a friend move out. I don't understand they're fascinated with sneakers, but that's just me. And uh, Beal for the Wizards says he hasn't decided yet if he'll play when the league restarts, which is kind of interesting. And the Blazers, Kevin Calabro is going to step down before the NBA restart to focus on his family. I guess some shit went down or something. Because, I mean, basically it's been like the whole, they've had an offseason already. Linda Cohen yesterday was her first, was, was, yesterday was her 20th, 28th anniversary with ESPN, which is pretty freaking awesome. 28 years for that woman. She's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I looked at the Redskins uniforms with the spear on the side. Eh. I think they could do better. I think they could change the whole fucking image, start all over again. And uh, Rob Manfred said, 2020 season was never going to be more than 60 games, no matter how the negotiations went. Good for you, buddy. I'm glad, I'm glad you got that point across. Because 60 games is just enough. It is. And the preseason just is going to be to cut to two weeks as the league continues to plot its 2020 strategy, which should be, God, God help them if they get a season in. Yeah, and 4th of July, and New Jersey approves betting on this year's Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. I mean, thank God they can gamble on that. You know what I mean? If they can't gamble on that, what do they got? Yeah, I don't know. How about this? Joe DiMaggio, 361 lifetime home, run, home runs, 369 lifetime strikeouts. Guy was good with a bat. That is a pretty goddamn, that's pretty awesome. And supposedly the uh, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Aaron Hicks recently participated with former Yankees pitcher CeCe Sabathia in a Black Lives Matter video and being active on social media. Aaron Boone said he was glad to see his players share his their options. He had to have uh, heart surgery, heart valve surgery in 2009. And someone said, are you concerned about going back? He goes, he's got young kids. He said, no. Yeah, I, let, let them all, uh, let, let all the players do what they have to do. Let them all have a platform now. I, I'm all for it. And they said, asked about using a six-man rotation or piggybacking starters. He didn't sound like a manager who was leaning toward those options. He said, James Paxton recovering with back surgery. You got Garrett Cole. Paxton should be healthy by then. Then Tanaka, J.A. Happ, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Jonathan Loisega, and Louis Sesa could be starters or relievers who can deliver length. He had open-heart surgery in 2009 to replace a valve. Young children. Doesn't have second thoughts, which I think he should. Because, you know, that's what I think. A lot of you, oh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You have underlying conditions. I know we have to go live on, but I think you got to be smart too, you know? Uh, yeah, he says, uh, he's in no hesitation. I, I feel like health-wise I'm in a really good place right now. Fortunately, my family's healthy. And this thing has started to open up a little bit in the Northeast. They're able to do more and more all the time. You ever make it a family, really? You know, you know, honey, I don't think you should manage. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work. I think he should be, but that's just me. And then uh, let's feel sorry for the NBA. The three-month completion of the NBA season at Walt Disney World Resort will cost the NBA more than $150 million. It's housing 22 teams plus support staff at three resorts, seven practice courts, and playing games at three arenas during the quarantine, provided meals, daily coronavirus testing, and other medical support, security, transportation, and entertainment for more than 1,500 people during the height of the event. Good, good guys.
players will retain more than $600 million in salary that could have been lost if the season were canceled, and NBA teams protected hundreds of millions for potential loss of television revenue. We'll see how that works out. And oh, oh, this I thought was interesting. So the league is considering requiring fans who attend NFL games in the fall to sign a liability waiver as preemptive protection against lawsuits claiming coronavirus was con- contra- contracted in the stands, according to the report by The Athletic. Some teams, including the Jets and Giants, told season ticket holders they can skip the 2020 season and get a refund of credit for any payments already submitted. They still would hold priority for renewing season tickets in 2020, which is good for my friend Rob. But the NFL wants to draw fans and operate as close as normal to possible. So just, you know, sign this. You know, hey, we're not at fault. You come. Oh, but I got sick here. No, we're not at fault. Liability waivers at fee charging places like a gym or an amusement park can be contested if willful or gross negligence is shown, according to the website for New York-based law firm Zalman, Schnurman, and Minor. An NFL ticket seems to fit the bill. The Athletic also reported stadium operations managers are working in conjunction with NFL security to make other best practice recommendations, including prohibiting cash transactions, increased availability of hand sanitizer, prepackaged food at concession stands, and wearing face masks. The waiver proposal reportedly could be sent to teams next week. Okay, I guess we'll see how that works out. I don't know how that's going to go. They also closed the first six to eight rows, replacing empty seats with tarps to generate advertising revenue. A lot of states. Pause, slowed everything down. Yeah. Uh... Five months after heart surgery, he was back at work, Aaron Brent Boone. So, hey, what do I know? And MLS was complaining about the food, about their inclusive $65 lunch meals. They said the food looked like shit. Yeah. Said, really. Breakfast goes for 45 while dinner is worth 75 So they said, uh, yeah, food not great. Are we shocked? Bourbon glazed, smoked Virginia. I can't even read this. So they're complaining to the fry, you know, that that music thing they had. Yeah. Six, announced Wednesday that six FC Dallas players has re- had recently tested positive for the coronavirus and are isolated within the Disney Hotel. So we're already having problems. I mean, come on. And I got it. So uh, Charles Oakley posted a picture on Instagram, his high school football, John Hay basketball in Cleveland. One of his teammates just passed away, Grant Marion. Not a not an old guy. I have Schwitz in my asshole, man. Yeah. Got a picture of Peanut and I. Beavis and Butthead is going to be rebooted. Mike Judge to helm the reboot. There's a two season order and plans for spinoffs and specials. Good for them. Beavis and Butthead. That's all I got for today. I got to do a, I got to, Frederick and I got a workout coming up, which I'm psyched about. I want to watch that Ken Griffey documentary on MLB, MLB Network, which isn't there anymore, which pisses me off. And I talked about some players that are the most on the line this coming season. Cespedes, yeah, one-year deal. Paxson also, I talked about. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for all these guys with all the money next year. 
with how the coronavirus is going to affect everything. Also, I want to talk about something. So my buddy Bill was talking about everything opening. I said, I would say open up the restaurants, open up the gyms. But then you're putting someone like, like, like Bill's wife, who is a nurse, in jeopardy at her job because people who aren't obeying are going to go to the hospital with sickness and they're going to put Bill's wife in jeopardy. And to me, that's not, that's not something I can, I can live with. So I feel like that the people that aren't listening and following the rules, I saw there were a couple of parties in Jersey and everything. I saw Donald Trump Jr. in the Hamptons at this huge party. Not that he was, but I'm just saying there was a huge party. These huge parties they're having. Houston, they had a restaurant was fully packed like a dance club. That if people aren't going to listen, then we can't expect, you know, so, so that means they can just go to the hospitals and every, everything's okay and we're all just going to go uh, sing Kumbaya together? No, it's not going to work for me. And it's not fair to put all these doctors and nurses on the front line who are, risk, who are risking their lives every day for stupidity by people. No, it doesn't work at all. All right, let me get the trivia questions. Okay. What did Mike Trout do in 93 games last year to set an angel record? 30 home runs, fastest in franchise history. Okay, today's trivia question. Who is the first Stanford baseball player to make the Hall of Fame? First Stanford baseball player to make the Hall of Fame. That's all I got for today. Frank, the Lankers should know this one. But uh, if you are a local baseball fan, you should know the answer to the, the, the Stanford baseball question. Folks, have a great day. Rock, thanks for talking yesterday. Rhonda, Harris, stay cool. Bill, love you to death. Michigan, just walked her to work. Gumbo Chef about to work you out. Peace out. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.